because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. Adam, this is on <laughs> us. this is on us because we are a team and we are both high end content creators and pickle mm-hmm. pickle influencers. Mm-hmm. And you said another phrase when we were on the other pod. What what did you say? You called yourself so, something else? Social media something? No, it uh, was it was epic. And I wanted to hold on to that. What was it? What was it? Sometimes I say social media guru. I don't know. I don't th- I don't think that was it. <laughs> but I like that. But, yeah, it wasn't I mean, it, but I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody so, needs a guru. Adam. Yes. We had a little hiatus. We're back. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays. Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2023. That's weird to say, right? It's like, yes, 2023. What? People always they always post those like like weird things, like we're closer to 2050 than 1980 or something like that. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it is wild. 2023. I mean, that's 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 crazy stuff. And um, it's probably, you know, not probably, it's going to be a massive year for pickleball. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just saw a report come out that's reporting that 36.5 million people played this sport called pickleball over the last year or so, which is, you know, we, the, lot, the only other reports we had in terms of numbers was like, maybe we heard like a year ago that it was like 5 million or something like that mm-hmm. to think that 36.5 million people picked up a paddle and played this sport this year or this past year is insane. It's so cool. It is. And it wasn't like a, someone with a stake in the game, wanting people to think there was more than there was. It was from CNBC, I believe that, or, or, or some, some random news outlet that, that came up with that figure, right? Nah, maybe. Uh, maybe. So I saw, I saw maybe. the CNBC article as well, but I believe the APP actually worked with a firm that does kind of these surveys and does these reports and data. And that's where the number came from. So, okay. Gotcha. Um, very well could be accurate. Who knows? Um, (laughs) right. All I know is that a ton of people know about pickleball now, whereas in, you know, if you're talking to somebody in an Uber a year ago, they're like, what's pickleball now? It's probably like, Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Or I've played once or, you know, it's, it's just, the narrative is changing rapidly. That's funny too, because I I've had like 11 Uber conversations about pickleball. <laughs> 11? Like that. I don't know. I'm just saying a lot. I'm saying oh, a sure. lot like that. Sure. That's a common time to, to possibly bring yeah. up pickleball when you're shooting the shit or just small talking with someone. And you know, uh, exactly right. Two years ago it was like, what, what's that? And yeah. now it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. They play it down at the park by me or whatever. So it's, uh, and, and it was, it wasn't a small number either. That was like eight plus times. So yeah, I think eight and a half million that have played eight plus times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that is beyond legit. So, uh, you know, I think it's pretty standard for people to, you know, put out tweets and messages about how 2023 is going to be the best year of whatever it may be. But this is when you got numbers to back it up like this, it's, it, it is pretty exciting. It's the year of the pickle, the year of the pickle. You heard it here. It's the year of the pickle. I think this might be the year of the Robert. So the Robert. Yes. yes you know, not the, I mean, of a couple reasons, not the best year in 2022 that happens to the best of us, but this might I, be the I, year of Robert 2023. I hope so. I had a terrible year in 2022. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope so. I hope well, so, man. I need a good year. Just give me, just, let's just be something. healthy. Just let's be just, healthy and be on the court. Let's start there. Yeah. And I think everything else will work itself out. So yeah. I think uh, yeah. We, I we, got a, we, <laughs> I got a buddy in Austin, uh, Grant Horatio, who, like, like he has like just this, this phrase that like works for everything that like basically everything's going to work out. He's like, ah, it'll buff out. It'll buff, it'll out. buff. Yeah, it'll it'll buff, buff out. out. It'll buff so, out. It's I love that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, mean, 2023, it'll buff out. Yeah. I mean, we just talked to Anna, right. And she had a crazy injury in tennis when she was a teenager. I had the calf last year. You got a couple issues. So yeah. injuries are stupid. They're silly. We, 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 we hate them. And Let's just get you out there, fresh legs, and see what happens in 2023. Uh, yeah, man, good stuff. I'm super excited for this year. Um, the pod we're gonna we're gonna be very we're gonna schedule out basically an entire year of what we're doing the pod with, and it's gonna be very consistent. Um, it'll be a consistent time and day each week that it gets released. So you guys will have you guys will know exactly when it's coming, which has been a challenge in the past, right, with crazy schedules and whatnot, but. Um, 
you know, as committed as Adam is to being a high-end content creator and influencer, it's what we got to do because it's what the people want, Adam. Hey, you, we, we give the people what they want. That's Indeed. what feels right, giving the people what they want. So uh, also, we have, a, we have a new title sponsor, don't we, for this podcast? Is that correct, Robert? We, we, do, we do have a new sponsor, and it's, uh, it's a company that's, that's been making a lot of noise in Pickleball. They've been around a while, but, you know, they're really giving players and high-end content creators like you, Adam, a solid platform and, and helping support content, um, helping support the pro game, the amateur game, and that's Selkirk Sports. They have, uh, they've been good to us, and um, it's the paddle I'm going to be actually playing with this year, and I'm super excited. I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff with them on the content side outside of just the podcast here. I'm going to be hosting a show at pickleball venues across the country called Drive, Dink, and Dine, which is a little bit of a play on diners, drive-ins, and dives. So I'll be going to venues, playing with some of the locals, uh, reviewing reviewing the courts, reviewing the food and beverage. It's going to be a lot of fun. So a lot of fun stuff, you know, with Selkirk this year and happy to have them as as a sponsor of the pod. Yeah. Uh, Robert, am, am, is it possible that I get to tag along for some of those? Adam, I would, like, I would like nothing more than to spend my entire year with you eating, drinking, and talking about pickleball. <laughs> well, I mean, those are, I don't know, three of the top four things I'm best at. So, uh, <laughs> what's the, what's I, the I, other one? I don't even know. I don't even have one. I just figured I shouldn't go three for three, you know? Yeah, so, that's fair. And, 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 I, and I, know, uh, I know you just mentioned that you'll be playing with the paddle. So have you, are you officially going to be a, a on-court between-the-line sponsored Selkirk player along with this outside-the-line stuff? Or how, how is that working for you? Yeah, so so on inside the lines on court playing with the paddle, um, head to toe Selkirk apparel, um, yeah, and you know paddle has been a little bit of an adjustment. I've played with the the Franklin signature for so long that it's um, you know I'm going to play with the zero zero two, which is different shape, smaller smaller handle length, but has some mm -hmm. serious pop. So just trying to get comfortable with that before kind of the season starts uh, next weekend in Puna Gorda for me. So, but yeah, so that I'm doing as a player. Um, and then on the content side, we've got some stuff in the works, which is going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, both ends. So they're super supportive and I'm excited to, to help grow the sport alongside them. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we, we, we talked about this. Uh, I think both of us in our careers, uh, mine longer than yours, but you obviously a, a veteran, I would, I would say at this point, um, yeah. we, we, a lot of people have tinkered and kind of gone back and forth with, uh, you know, not just weights, uh, but different types of paddle, different companies, uh, maybe testing, uh, out several patterns paddles in their own company that they're already sponsored by. But both of us have been pretty locked in to our paddles. I've played with my, my paddle tech for the duration of my career and you the same thing with Franklin. So it's, it's definitely an adjustment. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, 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 I tinkered with some weight at some point and, and a couple other paddle tech paddles, I think specifically the Bantam and I was hitting some head high blocks and some uh, head, high <laughs> head high dinks. So it, it, yeah. it does, it does take a while to kind of lock that in, especially when you have been, uh, you know, dialing in that specific paddle for so many years. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just part of the deal though. And, uh, sounds like it's a pretty, pretty exciting new chapter for you. Uh, that is already begun as we are a couple days into 2023 right now. Yeah. And, you know, decided to, decided to leave Hawaii and had a, you know, had a pretty cush, had a pretty cush gig out there that was, um, yeah, not, not super fulfilling or rewarding, wasn't super stimulating. I was, it's obviously very far away, beautiful place, but very, very far away to, if I want to continue to be involved in the pro pickleball scene, which I do, I feel like I have a lot of play left and I will, you know, I'm excited about all the content that we're going to be able to do together. So yeah, I decided to leave Hawaii, basically got four bags to my name and I'm just winging it. Sold my car before I left. I was considering shipping it back, but it was just like, nah, let's just get rid of it. Fly over and not have to worry about it. Went straight up to um, Spokane, Washington and saw some friends and stayed in Coeur d'Alene with Tyson after that and trained. Dude, that, that dude has a serious training schedule. I mean, we were on court every morning at like basically 6 a.m. waking up at 5 30. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was a lot of fun. We had uh Connor Garnett up there. We had um Kyle McKenzie 
and some other some other kind of tennis converts that that Tyson knows from his college tennis days. So um, we had a really fun crew. It was a blast. Uh, we all stayed in Tyson's guest house. We all hopped <laughs> on for a pod with him. And um, yeah, I, yeah, it was really it was really good getting to know Connor as well and kind of understanding his background and seeing him play more. We played him at him in um, in Houston, but you know, kind of a fast match um, and. Yeah. So I didn't really, I didn't really see his game much then, but like to get to play with, um, he's doing some interesting stuff, man. Like he wants you to hit these like roll volleys on your thirds and he, he only, he, he, ser- he serves and goes to, uh, or no, he returns. And then he just stays like at the mid court and those roll volleys just kind of bounce up a little too high sometimes. Uh, and he's just wailing two handed backhands from the mid court and it's, it's actually working. It's pretty effective. So it, it was just kind of cool to see new styles of play coming in. Um, and the stuff, you know, obviously it doesn't always work, but if he picks his spots, right, it's going to be super effective. And, um, yeah, he can get a lot of shape, a lot of shape on the ball with that, with that two he has. So a ton of dip, uh, the one thing I guess noticed in Coeur d'Alene with, with the play was, I mean, it was chilly. We were in Selkirk's. Selkirk's got a private court up there, which is pretty cool. Uh, but everything was so fast. Like, it was just like bang, 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 which, you know, the game's not totally like that in tournament play, right? Like, it's a little bit more grindy and you have to be a bit more patient. But it was like coming from Hawaii and not seeing a lot of a lot of good play to come into that was just like, okay, this is, if nothing else, like it's just good to adjust to the speed. Yes. So uh, I, yeah, no. And, and for me that every, every player is different. Some, some players walk out on court and their hands are electric and the speed doesn't bother them, but maybe they need to, to rein in some of the soft stuff. So I'm, I'm the opposite. So that, that really helps me. So uh, usually of course you need reps. I need reps in the mid court. I need, I need dink reps, but most of that stuff has been pretty solid for me throughout, but I, adjusting to the speed going from different places in the country or just to, you know, practicing with lesser players to, to the tournament level players. I think the speed of the ball is the most important thing for me. And yeah, cold in a barn uh, with a bunch of tennis dudes wailing away, you know, yeah. you're not, you're not going to be able to speed up your hands or kind of visually track the ball with that kind of pace. So I, I, I like that, pro- that, that process and that practice and that helps me. But of course, of course, everybody's different. Yeah. And dude, so, so Rafa Hewitt, his, his family <laughs> has a place in, I believe it's Lewiston, Idaho, which is two and a half hours South of, uh, of Coeur d'Alene where we were practicing, dude. And I told you we were practicing at 6.00 AM. This animal was waking up at 3.30 AM, getting in his truck, driving two and a half hours North to practice at 6.00 AM with us. Rafa Hewitt was psycho champion, but like dedication, champion. dedication. Yeah. You got to have it. And then we had a nice little routine. We'd have, we'd have that morning sesh. We'd go to this place called bells for, for breakfast. They had something called a fancy coffee, which was a coffee with some cream and cinnamon and delicious whipped cream. Um, and then we'd do, we'd practice again at 2 PM. So what a, what a fun little um, kind of off season break to go train with those guys. We had some fun nights. I mean, we <laughs> had some great nights. It was, it was actually a blast. So um, I won't go too, too far into that, but we, we had a good time. I can imagine, Robert. I can yeah. imagine. Maybe yeah, yeah. an occasional cocktail or beverage, possibly. Uh, an occasional. An occasional one, yes. No, well, uh, so Rafa's family, they have, a, they have a winery down in Lewiston called Rivara. And in Coeur d'Alene, it's kind of like a bougie, upscale, like summer town that's, re- that's really nice. And they just opened a tasting room in, uh, in downtown Coeur d'Alene. So we kind of started the night off there. Beautiful place. Like the tasting room is really pretty. It had like this video playing on loop of um, the property down in Lewiston, which looks gorgeous. So really cool experience. And so we went up to this place called Beverly's at Coeur d'Alene Resort, which, you know, had a nice seafood tower, crab legs, some lobster, some chilled shrimp. Let's go. Um, nice steaks, just oh. a lovely time at Coeur d'Alene. And, um, yeah, now that I'm homeless, I'm looking for a home base. I know Tyson wants me to maybe come up there, you know, on the off week. So, so we can train. I'm looking, I'm in Salt Lake city right now, which obviously there's a ton of good players here. And one of my best friends lives, lives here. That's where I'm at now, his, his place. So, um, I know I can spend time with you and Raleigh, Adam. So I, I, you know, everything's on the table. 
I've got a blank canvas for the year and I'm excited. It's a structure routine is all good. Freedom, uh, flying by the seat of your pants has its own little appeal as well. I've, I've been on, I've been on both sides of it. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a good or, or a bad thing. Uh, but I think that, you know, getting back stateside, uh, was important. Getting, getting more in the mix and having that freedom to go where you want to go. I think it might just, you know, serve you well in 2023. And I'll tell you what, Robert, I made that trip to Hawaii. It's a trip, man. You, you, I don't see how you can possibly be playing your best if you're making that trip several times throughout the year. It, it, it was spirit breaking coming back from Hawaii and, and, yeah. and getting back to this, to, to the mainland. So I, I think, for your play and, and, you know, for your game, I think that that was probably uh, very necessary. So uh, good, good call there. Yeah. It's, I underestimated how difficult that trip would be. It's, mm-hmm. it's difficult. It, it very much is. So, no, that's great. That's, that's a great little rundown. Uh, just had a, uh, had a concrete guy come out uh, yesterday, getting some quotes, uh, getting, getting the backyard court, lined up it's it's a you know it's of course it's a longer process than uh we were everything every everything major like that is going to take longer than expected so it's uh we've had to jump through some hoops make sure everything's good to go and you know i i hear they're uh they like to usually wait till around march around here because of the weather the coldness Mm. to to kind of officially get it done but we're, we're moving in the right direction uh still getting settled here in the house and uh you know, my, my 2023 is kind of still slightly up in the air. You know, I have a lot of things with the commentary, the the coaching job for MLP and things like that. But with all the crazy stuff that's happened in the last month or two, uh, I'm still don't quite have a fully set schedule with, with commentary. Uh, my only really set stuff is through MLP. So right on. Uh, either, either, either way, uh, I'm, I'm going to be in the mix. What, what exactly what, what that looks like is yet to be determined, but, uh, you know, inside the lines and outside the lines for you next year and me just outside the lines. I think it's going to be exciting for both of us. So uh, very no, for sure. I mean, any tour not bringing you on is bonkers to me. Like, you know, I've talked to a lot of people just in terms of commentary and who they like listening to. And you're always kind of the first one announced just purely because you've got the you got the playing experience, the recent playing experience, you know, at the top of the game insights, you know, all the players super well. Um, whereas in a lot of these established commentators that are doing it for the tours, well, one, they might not even know, they might be a good kind of on-air personality, but they don't know the insights of the game. Um, or you've, they've already been doing it for a couple of years and, it's kind of the same old stuff and they haven't been playing in the game. They've been watching. It's not, not quite the same. Um, so Adam, I think it's any <laughs> tours loss. If you're not, if you're not, you know, behind the mic in the booth. Well, so uh, well, I, um, I, I spent time with Kyle McKenzie, actually, he, he's looking to do some commentating as well. And I told him, I was like, cause I really like talking to Kyle about, about pickleball and kind of, you know, you ask him something about your game and he's going to go on a 30 minute tangent about like what he thinks. And he, and it's, it's always really insightful and articulate. And I think seeing you two in the booth together would be phenomenal for, for a fan watching, especially somebody that's like, you know, trying to learn the sport and get better and understand what's going on on the court in real time. So I would love to see you guys. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate those kind words, Robert. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it is a, you know, a delicate balance with commentating where you don't, you don't want to do too much. Uh, you, you know, you want to have some balance of, uh, analytical analysis with some light fun as well. And also, uh, you know, not getting in the way of what everyone's there to watch, which is the match. So uh, it is a delicate balance. And I think that, I do have some nice insights, but it, it's far from a finished product. And there's plenty of things that I need to polish as, uh, you know, I really have still only done it, whatever, 10 to 15 times. But I, I have had some nice conversations with Kyle McKenzie as well. He is a former poker player yep. also. And so he, we kind of have a slightly similar mind and can kind of bounce off each other a little bit uh, with, with some of our, uh, you know, similar, similar past and similar history. So, uh, yeah, oh, uh, it's been a while, uh, because of the, 
you know, he's been, uh, you know, he's on the West, I'm on the East, that kind of stuff since we've chatted. But uh, I, I think he has a good pickleball mind, and I would love to get in the booth with OK Mac. Yeah, it'd be epic. K-Mac. <laughs> K-Mac. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'll tell you what. I mean, this we, we, we haven't been doing this this podcast that long. I don't know, three or four months, something like that. Yeah. But I'm really, really liking what's going on and some of the feedback. And I, I think, you know, I think our content is is quite nice. And, you know, maybe we can step up some of the production. I can get a little prettier background here, yeah. maybe maybe upgrade, upgrade my microphone a little bit and things like that. But I, I think 2023 for the pod is going to be, is going to be great. And uh, I'm, I'm ready to rock. Yeah. I think honestly, it was cool being at Tyson's and seeing his studio and pod set up. Like it's, it's, it's top notch. It's first class. And, um, you know, you just watch the podcast, you, you can tell production's done really well. The clips he creates, like all that stuff's really, really mm-hmm. sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, really cool to see how all that was set up. Um, and I wish we, Adam, maybe we can make this happen some form, some fashion. If we had our own studio, do you know mm-hmm. how gigantic this podcast would be? It would, I feel like it would be large, <laughs> maybe like, maybe right up there with Joe Rogan, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just feel like I've always said it like podcasts that you record in person are just always significantly better because you're playing off each other. Like it's a that's a real time conversation in person and just comes across as a little bit more natural. I think we do a good job being remote with each other, but um, I just think a, a notch up would be us in a studio together, which would be so much fun. Definitely. And I could, you know, reach over and touch your knee, you know, what, 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 whatever, you know, Crush just more, more, more personal, more personal. I like, I like more personal. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. Robert, you're in my, you know, my top 10. If I sw- ever switch teams, you're in my oh. top 10, Robert. We, we, everyone knows how pretty I think you are. So let's oh, just, maybe, uh, maybe profit just give you a hall pass. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Speaking of yeah. prof, we're not going to have her on oh. yet, but we're going to have her on soon. Prof, prof in the mix. People, Uh, one one feedback we do get on the pod is, where's prof? We need more prof. Because we had her on the very first episode, Uh our inaugural launch, and people liked it. Yeah, interesting how, uh, and when when the three of us get together, I'm the third wheel. I'm not sure how that uh, works out considering I'm married to her, but you know, whatever, it's all good. Uh, I think I think our dynamic's pretty funny. (laughs) We just like to we just like to poke you. Yeah, I I get it. I get it. I get it. I can take it. My skin's fairly thick, so it's all good. Uh, yeah. So, um, would you like to uh, talk about some of the some of the new teams for 2023? Is that is that a good is a good plan, that here, Robert? Yeah. That okay. Great. So, I just I just marked down some teams of note. We can briefly talk. Uh, I'm sure a couple of the teams will will talk a little more at length, and and some just kind of note that. Uh, they are playing together. So uh, scroll through that PPA uh, Hyundai Masters, which I believe is uh, not this upcoming weekend, but the next. And a couple of the teams that I saw in the men's draw where we have Thomas Wilson and Zane Navratil. And I will say some of these teams, I would imagine, we like, like we just talked with Anna Bright, uh, she has some partners locked in and then there's just, you know, some tournaments where it just worked out that this was the tournament that that they were matched up for. So I'm not yeah. I'm not sure these are all year long partnerships or even half year partnerships. But either way, it is interesting to note uh, Thomas Wilson, Zane Abertil believe they have never played together. Um, both APP guys, uh, Thomas played both. Uh, Zane played APP. Uh, more, I guess, I guess Zane played both as well, but mostly APPs last year. Um, we talked about Thomas being a little more comfortable on the left, even though he plays right with uh, his cousin, AJ Kohler and Zane seems to be pretty comfortable on both sides. What do you think about this pairing? Yeah, I think it, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch them. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder how they are going to play. I would imagine they'll have Thomas on the left just because he's a bit more comfortable and he has got that big forehand in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zane, Zane, actually, I've talked to him before. He actually prefers the right and likes the right side. Um, so yeah, I think, and we haven't always seen Zane on the right, but I think he's super comfortable there. And, you know, we talk about versatile players. I think he's probably quite versatile, versatile, similar to similar, similar to like a Dylan, that's uh that's good on both sides so um i don't know if, how often they're going to be playing this year i know the guys typically mix it up mix and match quite a bit 
Um, and I was actually talking to Tyson about this on, on his podcast because he's locked in. Um, he's locked in for a year with uh, James Nottowich. So I was like, so do you prefer or why do you prefer locking in for an entire year versus kind of bouncing around a little bit and seeing, seeing what gels and um, yeah, dude, the, the partnership fatigue is real. Like in terms of like locking in partners, like it's a logistical process. Like I've, you know, I just had my spreadsheet up last night and um, Mo who Shane's sister that I'm staying, staying with, she was like, it's all color coded. She's like, what is that? I'm yeah. like, Oh, that's just my schedule and my different partners for the year. And it's just yeah. like, it's a dude to manage that thing. Brutal. Like I would much rather have, I would, I'm, I'm, I'm on Tyson's side here. Like I would much rather just have one partner, uh, men's and mixed and just like, you know, work through whatever comes up, dial it in, um, adjust your games as you need to throughout the year to make it work. Um, cause it's just, and I think that's where it's going to go eventually. But right now it's just like, you know, you show up to a tournament, here's my partner, here we go. Let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Tyson's been like that from the very beginning for like, he, he, he wants the year commitment. And, uh, you know, I've talked about this at length with, with Deckel Barr, who I played left at the beginning. He obviously played left at the end, but kind of in the middle, we were kind of weighing, you know, the benefits of flexibility are nice. They're nice. You know, it's nice to be able to mix and match to get in a tough spot, have a, have a bad five to 10, five to 10 minutes and be able to switch it around. But the more we talked about it, I think, the role knowing and being able to lock in your patterns, your, your consistency, knowing exactly what's happening actually outweighs that flexibility. And I nowadays lean a little bit more towards uh, knowing and having an established role as opposed to being able to mix and match and be flexible. So uh, everything is a caveat as different for everyone. Uh, But I think, I think that that, is what I would lean towards, you know, in this exact moment, uh, the consistency of knowing your role. Agreed. And I just, and Tyson made a good point. He's like, if you look at the top two or three teams, basically that are meddling in most of these tournaments, it's, it's partnerships that are together for the whole year. Mm-hmm. It's a fair point, right? Yeah, it is. It's, it is. It's, it's, yeah. You just don't really think about that that much, but it's most of the consistent teams at the, on the, on the podium are consistent partners. Yeah. And, and I, uh, you know, I, I felt, I felt pretty comfortable going back and forth, but not everyone that's the case. And I, I think Deckel can play both sides fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he, he, he's a rep guy. He likes to be locked in. He likes to get a lot of touches on his thirds and his dinks. And I think that, you know, someone like that, uh, I, th- I think that that's, that's important. And, and the little benefit you gain from being able to change it up, I, I'm just not sure that that outweighs, uh, you know, Deckel being locked in, being confident in his soft stuff and his role, uh, whatever side he is playing. So, yeah, I, th- I think that that makes, makes a lot of sense. And speaking of Deckel, Deckel is, uh, has a few different uh, uh, partners this year upcoming, but the heart and the core of who he is playing with for a majority of his tournament is AJ Kohler. So I think that that is going to be a very interesting uh, team. Some, uh, some, some, some fast hands, some, some heavy hands, some, uh, you know, some firepower. Absolutely. What do you think about that matchup? Yeah. Ton of firepower, right? Fast hands, you know, good counters. Uh, The question mark there is um, similar to when, when, um, deck will play with J dub is you just don't have a very clear cut left side, right side, um, partnership, right. And like both those guys are typically playing the left and stronger on the left. I know Deckel can play the right. Um, he's probably stronger than, than Kohler there, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it's interesting, obviously a lot of firepower, but like two left side players in my opinion. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, that's the big question mark, right? Can, can they gel and figure out, um, their specific roles. We saw the same kind of thing with uh, Tyson and Jay last year where they both kind of wanted to be more of the alpha. Um, so I think in that type of partnership, it's just a matter of who's going to be willing to, to, you know, play alpha and who's willing to play beta. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's, that's important. And I'm excited to see what unfolds these first couple tournaments. If there's lots of mixing and matching, or it's just like, Hey, we're going to put, 
whatever, Deckel on the left, uh, AJ on the right for a pretty reasonable sample, whether that's a couple tournaments or a whole tournament or whatever. So I, I do think that that's, a, that's an interesting one as it is basically very clear that they both prefer the left. Yeah. Um, one, th- one thing that I'll ahead. talk about, like that I've been just thinking about in practice, like when I've been playing up at Tyson's and down here in Salt Lake is I don't, I think the days of playing straight up are probably pretty close to being done. Um, even, even just in rec, I don't like switching side. Like I like, even, I don't care which side I'm on. I just want to stay on that side the entire right. game just so right, I can get right, comfortable right. and get a groove. If I'm going back and forth, it's just, you don't, you don't find that same groove. You're not hitting the same shots. So I think that's a, that's just a kind of an observation that I, I'll be, I'll be shocked if people keep playing straight up. Yeah, no, I, I think that's very reasonable about practice. I think sometimes when you're playing straight up that you're, you're not working on something specific. You're just kind of out there playing and you know, that's, that's better than nothing. But if you, even in practice, if you're staying on one side, you can be like, okay, he's done this twice. The next couple of times he does this, I'm going to try this. And instead of just kind of waffling through the practice, just hitting the ball left side, right side, left side, right side, you can really lock in and work on certain shots, certain counters, certain situations. So I, I think that that's, you know, very reasonable. And I mean, this, this shit's getting serious, Rob. If you're, if you're just going out there and playing and practice, you're going to be at a disadvantage. Yeah. There's going to be people that go out there and practice just like the tournament. They are locked in, they're drilling, they're focusing on shots in certain situations. And if you're just sure you need to go out there and have fun sometimes and, and you can be that serious and structured and still enjoy it, but you better practice with the purpose or, or you're, you're going to get passed by a little bit. Yeah, there's no doubt. It's, um, it's just the evolution of, um, of money and games, right? Like you always say it, do it, say it, say it. it. I mean, when, when, when you can play a game for a living, people get good at it. I mean, it, 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 it could just be a game that's not for a living and people still get good at it. If you can make money and you can play a game, whether that's athletics or poker or Magic the Gathering or some whatever the hell it is, people are going to get good. And that's just a fact of life. <laughs> Thank you. That's perfect. Well said. <laughs> um, okay, next next pairing. Uh, uh, as I do know that AJ and Deckel are going to have several together, uh, probably about around half the year together. I have no idea about this next pairing, but it is going to be Jay Delivers and DJ Young. What do you think about that pairing? Um, I like it actually, because, you know, most people see DJ's game and see how creative he is and what, like how much he can create out of the air. He's got good reach, you know, a lot of good misdirects, little roll, little roll dinks that can, you know, break some ankles. Um, so usually when you see that kind of player, you don't associate that with them being good on the right. Mm -hmm. I think if DJ locks in on the right, he's very, very good doesn't miss a ton of forehand dinks and he can do, he can, he can hurt you in a lot of different places on that right side with his forehand. So I would assume that DJ will play the right and Jocelyn will play the left. I think that's how they would be structured to be the most dangerous. Um, and I, I like it a lot. I think, no, you know, I, it's a, that'll be a very formidable team. Um, again, with DJ, you, you, it just depends which DJ you get, but, you know, if he's locked in, that's a team that can, that can beat anybody on any given day. Um, yeah. If he's not locked in, they could, they could suffer some tough losses too. Sure. Um, uh, yeah. I would say a little susceptible to, um, you know, they both kind of sit pretty heavy and can get caught in some hands battles. I, you know, I, I, I do think their hands are probably underrated a little bit. You know, you hear a lot of stuff like, oh, they both have, you know, slower hands. Yeah. But I, you know, they've got a lot of good results. So, um, and I think if they're committed to their one side, you know, Jocelyn on the left, DJ on the right, that they can uh, protect that pretty well. Yeah. And I, I think that's what they do. We, we, I've, I've had some nice chats. Uh, DJ's my buddy had some nice chats with him. And uh, I think that he was in a pretty good place mentally with the handful of right side appearances he had at the end of 2022, several of those yep. with Deckel bar. And I think there was one or two other ones. So I, I don't think that it's a man, I'm a left side player, but I'll play right with Jay. I think he's going to commit to it. And if they don't come out of the gate 
uh, in this tournament with DJ on the right and Jay on the left, I, I will definitely be surprised. So, uh, Robert, one more men's team that I'm going to talk about, and this is uh, a little silly, but at the same time, not silly at all. The team is Altoff Merchant and Dane Gingrich. Altoff Merchant, a recent uh, member in the senior senior pro club, and Dane Gingrich, obviously one of the better seniors, if not the best senior out there. And I'll tell you what, this is a lose lose situation because this team, this team, I, I'm sure there's there's a handful of teams that I would just be incredibly shocked and odd that Altoff and Dane could beat, but these guys are not bad. And if you're one of those middling teams, or even one of the teams that maybe is the maybe third to fifth seeded team in the tournament. If you don't show up, you might lose to these guys. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the, on the seniors rolling into the pro bracket for this uh, first PPA tournament? Dude, I love it. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> and yeah, I liked when Dane played with uh, Dave last year. They, they, you know, they could, they could have squeaked out a win. I don't remember who they were playing Zane and somebody. Um, yeah, but it's, dude, it's very close. Yeah. It's very close. It's always fun to watch. And, you know, I'm telling you right now, if I'm playing, if I'm playing Dane and Altoff, that's like, that's the one match I want to win more than any other in the, in the whole tournament because it <laughs> yeah. matters the most. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot lose to them. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's funny. You're like, you know, you, you play Dane and Dane and Altoff second round and you're way more locked in than like oh, later yeah. in the tournament. <laughs> For sure. Know. Like I'm not dropping this one. So yeah. Uh, but it'll be interesting, right? Because guys will be more locked, but they're also going to feel more pressure. So it'll yeah. be just a matter of how do they handle that? Because yeah, I mean, you said it, Dane, Dane's probably the best senior out there and he's like his game's right there with the, with pros. So, and Altoff, obviously, you know, results speak for himself, speak for themselves. Like he's, he's still good. He's still got it. He's training. I saw him playing and I'm not sure where it was, but uh, he was taking Maggie Brosh's place and uh, so training, I think it was in maybe St. Louis or yeah. somewhere in the Midwest. But uh, he's 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 in it, and I think it'll be fun to watch. I always love he it. Says, Speed up at me! Speed up at me! That's what <laughs> his old that's, the lefty around the like right there. Oh yeah, the, the, the hook, yeah, the hook, yeah. The, ah, and then <laughs> yeah, the, ah. anyway. Uh, the, and of course, there's a couple other uh, mixed in, but the, these are the main teams that stood out to me uh, scrolling through that men's draw. So let's let's shift over to the women here. Let's uh, do we that, have, Adam. But we have uh, we have a Miss Corinne Carr sitting in the wing, so I'd love to have her on here for the women's. Come on, Corinne Carr, let's go. Bring her in. Holy goodness gracious! Look at that pregnant glow, Corinne Carr. Prof, how's how's Adam doing today in life? Is he doing okay? Adam. Above average today. <laughs> okay, good. Today's a good day for Adam. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Above average. Okay, that's good. Hey, he's, where, working. Where, where, he's, he's working. Oh, he's working. Oh, see, already. I mean, what is this? 15 seconds Corinne, into this, I'm already you saying that. Are you saying Adam usually does not work? Uh, it's off and on. <laughs> I'd say the last, the last few months, more off. <laughs> Gosh, unbelievable! Where I'd say more off. Where the hell are you? Oh, you're you're in the you're at the kitchen table. Okay, I got you. I got you. So they're in the same house, guys. Don't worry. They haven't. They haven't. They're not in separate houses. I was just like, it'd be weird if you guys were in the same picture on the same computer. So maybe get on different computers in different rooms, Mm -hmm. and then we'll see how it goes. Yeah, here we are. So, but the people, prof, the people have wanted you back, and you are here. So yes, you're ready to deliver. (laughs) Like you said, Robert, it's not since episode one. So this is, uh, it's been a long time coming. I don't know how it hasn't happened considering we live in the same house, but uh, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And, and, and Prof is my teammate, Brooklyn Aces. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) So let's, yeah, before we get into some of those new women's teams, let's talk about that. So we have uh, Robert Nunnery. We have Corinne Carr. We have... Uh, CGL, Sierra Gaetan Leach, and we also have Greg Dow, a little less known uh, 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 on the tournament scene, but I like the squad and I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what you guys can do uh, uh, coming up here at the end of January. People are, people are doubting the Greg Dow pick, I'm telling you, but he's, uh, <laughs> and he, he, it's firing him up. So I'm excited. I, I think this is going to be Greg's coming out party. So I'm ready for him to do it, to show everybody what he can do. 
uh, not only in men's because people, people have seen his good wins in men's, but also in mixed and, uh, Hopefully no dream breakers, but maybe in dream breakers, maybe some, <laughs> but hopefully well, just I'm, dominates. I'm hoping no dream breakers. Yeah, there you go, yeah. prof. No, no dream breakers. That's right. Uh, but no, and I think that that was, I can't remember, I guess it was probably NML or somebody, but that was maybe the knock they had on Greg Dow was uh, he doesn't even play mixed, but I think that has to do with his job and being yeah. able to travel. So I think that it, it, while there is, you know, not a lot of results there, there is not a lot of play there because he's, you know, he's got a job and he can't make it to those. So that's why he plays that one event. So I, I like his game. Uh, I obviously know plenty of other players games better than his, but I, I like it. And I think you guys, if you're not the top seeded in the challenger, I think you're definitely in the top two or three teams. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys can do. And what, what are you guys, Brooklyn aces? Is that right? Brooklyn Aces. Brooklyn Aces. We got uh, Kevin Durant, Rich Kleiman, team owners. We've got a uh, we got a team call next week. A lot going on. It's gonna be fun. Well, that, and and one of my favorite professional athlete nicknames, the Durantula. The Durantula is one. amazing because I tell you what, he's all arms and legs. That guy, he's a stud out on the court, and pretty cool that uh, that he's your team owner. So uh, okay, Prof. Uh, scanned through the PPA Hyundai Masters list and some of the newer teams that I saw were uh, the first one I noticed was Jesse and Irina certainly have played together, but it's been a little while since that has happened. I don't believe it happened much, if at all, in 2022. What do you think about this pairing with Jesse and Irina? I think they're solid. Um, Jesse can play either side. I'm sure she'll play the right in that matchup. Um, Irina is very solid on the left and they have, while they didn't play much, if at all, uh, in the last year, they do have, uh, they had a full year together before that. So they have a okay, long Okay, it was history. a full year. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Year. Mm-hmm. This is why we so, have Prof on. Look at this insight, Abby. <laughs> Look at this insight. She brings so, a lot more to the table than you do. I tell you what. <laughs> So especially in this first tournament, they do have history, I think, and there are some new matchups. I think that they're a solid team. Yeah. And, and I, and I think that that's what I would lean towards as well. Corinne is having uh, Jesse on the right and Irina on the left. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say Irina is that super alpha dominant left side player, but she does have good length and she does cover the middle well uh, on that left side. And as we know, that's probably the biggest knock on, on Jesse's game is probably her court coverage. I know she has some injury issues. So if Irina can, you know, play 60%, use her length, I think she's 5'10 or something like that. And Jesse can just lock in her area and they have the experience that they have. I definitely think that this could be a team that could, uh, uh, consistently challenged for medals. Yeah, and, I, uh, I think Irina on the left. Ahead, you know, she ahead. doesn't she doesn't miss a ton of those backhand dinks. Her backhand mm-hmm. dinks pretty consistent. She's pretty good mm-hmm. from the mid court on the left side. So, yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, you know what you get with Jesse. She's very very consistent. Um, I would imagine teams will come after Irina a little bit more. Would be my guess. But um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see how she holds up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, next. Uh, a team that I saw, and we had a half of this team on the podcast a few weeks ago, Leia Jansen and Elise Jones. And Leia kind of broke down in that episode what she likes, uh, you know, about Elise and how she's really grown in the last, whatever, uh, five or six months or so. What do you think about uh, Leia and Elise, Corinne? It's another solid team. Elise is, I mean, she hardly misses. She doesn't have a ton of pow- firepower, but she has Leia as a partner and she can create. Um, so again, I, I think it's another solid team. I was surprised to hear that they were going to play together because I wouldn't have necessarily put them together, but I do think it's a good, a good matchup. Um, the solid player with, with Leia, uh, who's got a little bit more firepower. And uh, we know we saw Leia play with uh, Jackie and she played much looser. You could tell she was having fun. And I think that's going to happen with Elise. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think she even mentioned that on the podcast that she was not necessarily, 
at a 10 out of 10 mentally or, or, or emotionally in terms of enjoyment uh, that previous year for whatever the reason may be. So I think that that could definitely uh, help a lot and very, very, very established. I mean, I, I, I mean, you, you think, uh, uh, I, I think Jesse and and Elise, it's pretty clear where these teams are going to play. Uh, what side? Sorry, what yeah, side yeah. each player is going to play on? Pretty established, even though there is some flexibility there. I think I would just be shocked and odd if Leia and Irina didn't start off uh, on the left side uh, and probably stay there for the entirety of the tournament, even if uh, even if things get a little uh, they run into a little adversity. I would probably guess that Irina and Jesse would switch first. Uh, if they if they yeah. ran into something, but I, I I don't really see either one mixing and matching too much. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's what I was kind of the thought on on Elise and Leia is that Elise is a very established right side player, and Leia can create a little bit more. Um, and I I just know Elise. You know, I think there's still some upside there. She's she's taking the game very seriously. She's training, you know, doing two a days, going to the gym. Um, she's working with Dan Gingrich on some coaching, like she's, she's taking it, she's taking it seriously. So, um, you know, when I'm looking for a partner, I want somebody like that, that that's super dedicated and super focused on getting better. And I think, um, yeah, I think they're going to be a good team. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a comfort, uh, when that's the case, you don't have yeah. to worry about anything. And I'm going to bring this up, even though I really love the guy when you, when, when you're, when you're playing a tournament with Robert Cassidy, and you're not sure if he's going to, one, show up to the tournament. <laughs> two, if he's possibly been on a bender the previous week. Or three, if he's going to make it to his court because he didn't have his phone with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- you know, those are those leak into your mind and maybe affect your own play a little bit. Sorry, Rob, we love you. Cobb Rassidy, you the man. Uh, but to know, yes, to know someone is going to put in the work, be ready, have their touches in, have their intensity and be locked in in the moment. I think that that's great. And that is a nice comfort as a partner. So yeah. uh, next up uh, we have Yana Gretschkina and Catherine Parento. And if anyone does remember the very first MLP, actually Catherine was the number one overall pick. And the, so she got the 16th pick for women. And at the time, Yana Gretschkina was very much not known and uh, a little underrated and Catherine ended up picking with her with the 16 pick, and that shocked a lot of people because nobody knew her. So they obviously have some form of connection and some form of friendship uh, that, that Catherine picked her in that first MLP. What do you think, uh, Corinne, about this uh, matchup with Yana Gretschkina and Catherine Parento? This one is a little bit more of an unknown just because Yana hasn't had the strongest partners. Uh, this is a much stronger partnership for her. Um, which is going to change her role a little bit. I think she'll be expected to be more solid. My guess is on the right side. Um, and the pressure is going to be on her. I, I think it could be a really good partnership, uh, but it's definitely, I couldn't say right now how that's going to, how it's going to go. It could go well. Uh, it also could be, you know, mediocre. So no, I, and, and, and I think, see. I think that's really important what you, uh, what what you said, Corinne, is is kind of maybe Yana. We we talk about this this uh, this 2022 PPA situation where we had on the women's side we had a few heavy hitter teams, and then we had some teams that were a little gap, and then we had those other teams. It wasn't like a clear cut uh, kind of line where you have the middle teams, you have the low teams, and you have the high teams. So I think that probably Yana was in a situation in some of these tournaments where it was just kind of like, screw it. I'm going to let it fly. I'm going to play my game. I'm going to speed up a lot and, and kind of do what I want to do. And if we, we upset one of these teams, great. So it will be interesting to see if kind of her strategy changes playing with a, a stud partner or her, the best partner she's ever had in Catherine, if she kind of reins it in and, and tries to play more consistently, or if she just keeps firing away uh, like I think she's a little bit known for, even though she is small in stature, uh, she's she's a little bit more known for her firepower. So she can crack the ball for sure. She can crack it. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I think, I think, well, one, she's going to be, she's got to be prepared. Like we talked about with Anna, Adam, um, with Anna, Anna Bright playing with AL, 
um, got to be prepared to see a lot of balls, right? And mm -hmm. it's, it's basically how are you going to handle the pressure of seeing 90% of the balls coming your way? Because I think that's what's going to happen. So, you know, if she's able to stay consistent and manage that, and I, I, think, I think it's a mix, right? Because you want to stay consistent, but you also want to show the other team that you can't just, you know, put pressure on her and stay at her and have her just dink back. Like she needs right. to show some of the firepower just within reason, right? At the right frequency, which is tough to do. But I think it, it is important, you know, just like when you're getting attacked, you have to show counter and that you're going to be dangerous, not just block everything. So I think there's some level and aspect of that where she needs to show that she's dangerous to also get Catherine more involved. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And that uh, reminds me, triggered something in my mind about how when Deckel and I first uh, came out of when he was playing right and we switched over to Deckel playing left, what a lot of teams tried to do was exactly what you're talking about, Rob, is crazy force the ball to me. Yeah. Just keep it away from Deckel at all costs, force the ball to me, dink everything to me. And I don't think that's the best strategy for us because I don't really miss dinks. Yeah. And when Deckel has free reign to be a gigantic Israeli badass, like he is uh, sometimes he, and he doesn't have to worry about them going behind him. He can just come over to my side, hang out in the middle. It gave a lot of people a lot of issues. And what yeah. people started to do was dink more to Deckel and attack me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that was probably a better, you know, in a vacuum strategy right. against us where uh, Deckel has to hang out over in his backhand corner. He can't be as aggressive on my side and he misses dinks more frequently than me. And I have less thunderous counterattacks than Deckel. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's different in every situation, and that kind of just triggered that thought, but that's a little bit off topic. So it's a great point. You just you just you just gave the blueprint, Adam. Gave the blueprint. That's right. So uh, last uh, uh, matchup that I saw here, and, and like I said, I am uh, the only one of these that we know for sure is going to be a significant amount of tournaments is that Elise and Leia. Uh, team. So these, these other teams, I'm not exactly sure how many they're going to play together, but we have uh, probably the biggest buzz around any player on the female side right now. And that's Etta Wright and uh, Lacey Schneeman, both Yola players, uh, both kind of fall into that a little more fresh on the scene. Both have the firepower, but I think the past few tournaments, Etta has established that she not only has firepower, but she has some pretty good consistency as well. So uh, what are your thoughts on uh, 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 this new partnership in Etta Wright and Lacey Schneeman, Corinne? Uh, they could do well. Etta is definitely very solid. She doesn't miss much, and she's got a ton of power, and she can create from the left side, which a lot of women can't do. Uh, Lacey also has a lot of power. She was new to the scene over this last year. And I think she wasn't that consistent really with the, with thinking she had a lot of power and can create, but um, couldn't really count on her to be really consistent, but I think she's been practicing a lot more and that's one of the easier things to improve. So I would assume she'll, she'll be an improved player in 2023 so i don't it'll be another one that's interesting to see they could do very well yeah, yeah high, high ceiling for sure yeah yeah d definitely and i mean i think uh off the top of your head you would just be like well yeah edda's gonna play left lacy's gonna play right but we even talked uh the previously with anna and schneeman is definitely seems to be more comfortable on the left yeah so uh yeah, well, I, I think that that is, is one that probably could go either way, even though I do lean towards Etta being on that left side, especially, uh, uh, as Anna Bright said, probably one of the only three to five girls that can really create with that one-handed backhand. Uh, and that's, that's a great way to start the fire. And, and you know, obviously a lot of females uh, uh, struggle to really put a good ball uh, out there with that one-handed speed up. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lacey's, Lacey's been training. She's been down in Florida with Anna Bright. So, um, yeah, I think they could, they could make some noise for sure. I don't know what it is right now, but Corinne, you just look like you're glowing. I don't know if it's, the, <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the sun, if it's the pregnancy, if it's just the high end wow. glowing skin, whatever the hell it is. You look great, babe. Can't wait to Thank you. walk 20 feet and see you after this podcast. Prof. How is pregnancy going? Is it insane? Um, is it crazy? 
well, not, not are you crazy? Like, is, is it, <laughs> is the whole experience just kind of, what's it like? I mean, it's kind of crazy just to think that there's something living inside of me. Uh, but I can feel a move now, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah. Um, and, <laughs> really cool. and they, everybody says the second trimester is best and I feel pretty good. <laughs> I have my energy. I can do pretty much anything that I would normally do day to day. So yeah. Are you are you gonna ask me how I'm doing with the pregnancy, uh, Robert? Uh, Adam, how are you? How are you holding up? After well, after the first trimester, Adam, we have to evaluate from there. <laughs> how is Adam really, doing the first trimester, Prof? Really, the only thing that I'll say is that Corinne's a lovely person. I love her very much. Obviously, we're uh, uh, bonded for life at this point. But I will say that Corinne. Very much enjoys an occasional glass of red wine. She enjoys a nice uh, medium rare steak and she enjoys sushi. And she has not been able to have any of those things during her pregnancy. And I think it has affected her mood just a little bit at times. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all well, I'm going to say. Uh, and I agree with that. I'm, not, I'm thinking about all those things much less at this point because I haven't had it in four or five months. Um, but unless, of course, Adam indulges in front of you, he would never do that. I did never. sushi. I did sushi yesterday. Yeah. So like, but by yourself away from her, right? Uh, no, it was, it was, it was right <laughs> there. <laughs> You're taking long, <laughs> slow bites. <laughs> oh yeah. It was great. Sushi, man. Sushi is pretty good. Sushi is really good. It's really good. So, um, red wine's good too. You know what else is good? A medium rare steak. That's also yes, delicious. Yes. But so. even, you know, even my favorite breakfast is eggs Benedict and I can't eat raw egg. Mm. <laughs> so it's just so, like, like I said, it's, it's been a great experience. I wouldn't change it for the world, but it's, we've had a couple rough patches along the way, a <laughs> little short at times. Uh, occasionally, you know, I'd just be like, Hey, Corinne, how are you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> to like, be okay, right? Sorry. Sorry. Yes. I can't. She's got a living that. being inside of yes, her. What do you she want? Has something, she has something sucking out her life force. I that's, mean, that's basically that is, what's happening. She's giving crazy. her, she's giving her life force to something else, which, which is pretty wild. So, um, uh, I would say that we will just save save the mixed for next week because I have there's several new teams and I I just I don't really want to go through it again to be perfectly honest with you. So I think we'll save the the new mixed teams for next week as we do have that buffer as the 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 PPA Hyundai Masters is not this upcoming weekend but the next. So I I, th I think that's that's a safe bet as we and, creep up on the hour mark. And Adam, I think I saw. It. Your both your names in the uh, in the Pinot oh. Florida mixed doubles oh, entrance list. Uh, is that accurate? Is that accurate, yeah. Adam? Are, you're in the lines, Adam. Yes, Corinne sent out some feelers. Uh, mm. on, she had a couple people message her about playing mixed, and she got back to them a little late. They had already partnered, and so here we go. I was a last minute add to the tournament. I think Lee Whitwell needed a partner and I said, okay, yeah. And I figured it wouldn't be a very difficult to find a mixed partner. Yeah. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> really? The guys were yeah. tough to get, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Well, should have been, should have been a little crisper and uh, more uh, on point with your, your text back, Corinne. Hmm? 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 Well, somebody texted you instead of me. Oh, who was was that right? Oh, that was Andre. Andre. Yeah, that yeah, was Andre. Andre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's okay. Was, I would have given him to Simone anyway. <laughs> hey, 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 Corinne. Corinne, uh, I believe uh, this tournament two years ago, we happened to win that tournament, did we not? We did, yeah. Two years ago. Easy game. Easy game. Easy game. We beat. Let's see. Who, who we beat? Let's run through it real fast. This will be fun. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, I like this. We'd be, who'd we beat? Oh, we beat, like Steve, we beat Steve Deacon and Lauren Stratman. Yeah. We beat uh, Tyson McGuffin and Lee Waters twice. We <laughs> also beat, I don't know, Zane and Andrea, maybe? I don't know. I don't, I not, not that one. No, not that one. Who okay. did right, Chapman play with? A, uh, Steve Deacon. Stevie D. Yeah. There, there, there was another good team that we beat, but I just can't remember. But anyway, I've, uh, I think I've used up my horn tooting for these two episodes. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll just you stop. You tooted hard. I like I, I, I've been going for it. Yeah, like I said. Right. 
Nobody but, else is going to do it, Robert. I got to do it myself. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm bringing I'm, Adam out of retirement. Yeah, for yeah. one, at least one. <laughs> for well, one, I, yeah. I won't have to worry about pulling out the following day and and screwing over my partner because I'm only, <laughs> I'm only playing one event. One event, <laughs> Prof. You get all of them. That's got to be a yeah, good feeling. That's, right. that's got to be. I, a good I feeling. looked it up. It's going to be low seventies. Beautiful. I can handle that's that. Weather. I can. <laughs> <laughs> For Adam, you never know. <laughs> yeah, 55 degrees and overcast. That's fancy weather. That's <laughs> elite professional athlete right Yeah, elite, elite <laughs> professional athlete. EPA. Elite. elite. Okay. Well, well I'm excited we'll- to see you guys next week. We will record in person. I'm going to bring all three headsets. We're going to record in person, and that's what the people want. That's what the people want. So this was uh, this was perfect, and I think that we're going to have to start doing this the last 15 or 20 minutes of most of our episodes, we'll just throw the prof in the mix and just see what she has to say. Huh? Always. Huh? Huh? I like huh? it. All right. <laughs> All right, kids. Great job. We just hit the hour mark, man. This, what a day. Boom, 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 what a boom. day. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. We gone. Because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. Yeah.